and welcome to the Take Your Data Points and the Goals Will Come podcast. I'm Kahlo Horman, and with me is Brian Scully. Hey. Hi, Brian. So I am the person who writes all the articles and makes the computer programs that have my rating system, and you are the person I go to matches with. Yeah, well, like I essentially criticize and then cast doubt on the on the system as a whole. <laughs> You're the armchair general to my stats geek, I guess, is the dynamic. Yeah, I think that pretty much accurately describes it. So this is the podcast for the Take Your Data Points and the Goals Will Come website, the aim of which is to try and bring analytics into the world of hurling. Um, like, you know, it's destroyed every other sport, and the character and the heart of every other sport. So I think it's time for Gaelic Games to have that horrible, cold, mathematical approach taken to it. Take the very soul out of the sport itself. Yeah. And so I guess in this podcast, we're going to attempt to discuss the articles a bit and uh, bring in our own biases as well to bring back some of that heart. And also probably ruin all the data that we've gathered by actually just, uh, you know, throwing in our own biased opinions on who we think should win. Yeah, but we really just couldn't resist the niche of having two, you know, white men talk about sport uh, in podcast format. You know, that it was there for the taking, so we had to go for it. Exactly. Another frontier. Precisely. So this week, since it's the time of year, uh, we're going to be talking about the league and our previews for it, which is the topic as well of the latest article. Uh, So the article itself is based off the rating system that has been in development since the start of the website, which is basically a modified ELO rater. The ELO rating system is a very, very simple rating system, which is kind of its advantage and its disadvantage. It's based entirely just on wins or losses. It doesn't care what the weather was like. It doesn't care if the margin of victory was small or large. All it cares about is, did you win or did you lose? So each team's given a rating. If they beat a team, it goes up. If they lose to a team, it goes down. If they lose to a team rated much better than them, then it doesn't affect them too much. If they lose to a team that they were expected to beat, then they go down a lot. That's the essence of it. So the advantages are, it's very simple. You don't need much data. All you need to know is who wins or loses. And for hurling, that's great because it's impossible to find statistics on anything in hurling that you haven't just created yourself. And as well, you're able to compare teams from pretty much any point in time because, you know, again, all you need are wins and losses. Disadvantages, though, are that it doesn't take into account a lot of different factors. It's very simplistic. Anyway, yeah, the first few articles on the website were to do with the rating system and my subsequent addition to the rating system of home advantage. So that was, I guess, first of all, going through the data, figuring out did home advantage playing at home make a difference to teams? And then the second one was putting that into the rating system to hopefully make it a bit more accurate and improve its prediction ability. And if we went through the results of that, like, I mean, I have this in front of me now. And like, I suppose what I noticed in terms of from a home advantage perspective, like, you know, there's some familiar, you know, familiar teams there. There's Dublin, Tipperary, Galway, Clare. And you also have the likes of Sligo, which seems to have a a massive home advantage, which is not something I would have expected. Yeah. You get some strange ones. And it can be hard to pin down how much of that is real effect when it comes to the lower division teams, or how much of it is just kind of, you're working from a small sample size, these things aren't reliable. Um, Or else it's, you know, rather than the roar of the home crowd, it's the impact of those teams having no budgets and having, like, you know, terrible 
kind of shitty buses to travel on, and they just arrived to all their away games totally cramped. And yeah, yeah. In fact, London is just it's just behind Clare in terms of effect in uh, in home game advantage, which <laughs> I wouldn't have thought they'd have had too many. <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably the other team, you know, go has to go over on an uncomfortable flight. And... Yeah, and and I suppose I see as well, like in terms of really where home advantage seems to be nearly an adverse effect. Like you have like Cork, Limerick, um, Kildare. The, the Clare man in me, the Clare man in me would like to make many jokes about like, you know, who'd want to stay in Limerick, even Limerick want to get out of Limerick because their away and neutral games are so much better. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting one as well is, and that's, it, it can be difficult to figure out, well, again, whether it's just coincidence, if you continued, you know, adding on dad over time, would that kind of fade away? Or are there some teams who just like getting out of their comfort zone, like showing up and like disappointing the home crowd? You know, like playing Yeah, and, and I mean, like Cork, as you've, um, as you've pointed out in the article, like Cork, I suppose, Porky Cueve has been under, you know, renovation, I suppose, for the last couple of yeah, they've had. They haven't really had their their true home in Which, quite a few years. You know, you you would want to think may factor into it. I suppose that's something that might bear out over the years in terms of like whether there's a return to form in terms of their home at uh, their home game advantage. But currently, yeah, I would be curious. Yeah, at the moment, the dad only goes back to I think 2012. So I'd be curious if you kind of looked at the teams in the years before then. You know, how would Cork of say, the early noughties played at home versus how they have over the last few years. Yeah, uh, and, you know, my, my kind of thoughts are, like, that I would expect to see a reverse in, the, it reverse in that trend, but, uh, you, you know, I suppose mm-hmm. that's only a, a kind of a thing that time will tell. <laughs> so it's one of those things that's impossible to answer now, but, you know, um, I, I suppose just looking at the away advantages, you know, Limerick sits up on top, uh, you know, sits up on top in terms of away match yeah. uh um, advantage, which is uh, extremely impressive. It is really like they're they're a team that over the last few years they've been good, they've been solid, they haven't been great. So it's interesting just seeing that kind of their away and their neutral matches they really do just seem to stand out as being a lot better than when they're playing. Yeah, and, and funnily enough, it's nearly an inverse of the home. Um, we'll say the home disadvantage. You know, it's carried away to an away advantage with a few exceptions, yeah. like Claire. Claire's will say away is slightly you know is shown as a slight disadvantage compared to their you know quite significant home advantage so you know there's some interesting quirks that have yeah. kind of shown up on that yeah I, I think sometimes you do get it because really the percentages a lot of the time it's it's above or below expectation so you do have some teams where their results are totally skewed because they just do they might just play so badly in one place that it makes it look like they play well in others but really it's just um, kind of balancing out i think actually the initial version of the data uh warwickshire were given as having the best <laughs> home result that is because they don't they don't have a home they they have never they've not played a home game in the league or in the Lori Mauer or whatever it is they play. And so, like, as a result, like, they had lost, you know, 0% of their home games because they didn't exist. So it, it was, like, spitting out, like, Warwickshire, best county you didn't know played hurling. What are you talking about? Many a times I was in the stands on a, on a rainy day, you know, cheering on Warwickshire. <laughs> 
you know what lifetime works you're a fan here you know traveled travels over to all their matches you know make sure to get the regular updates on how they're doing also out, out, out of curiosity while we're on this topic um i have in in a few of the articles so far uh data on fingal usually with the asterisks of they're not going to be a thing this year but i'm just i'd like to kind of know and i suppose people can email in on this as well did you know fingal were a thing in hurling they had a team that was separate from Dublin that existed for several years and weren't like weren't the worst team. They weren't good, but they weren't like the lowest of the low division. Yeah, I can't say I ever knew that they actually had a team, which is yeah, I'm not even sure. Is that like a kind of like oh Galway and Leinster sort of a situation, or is it just like you know oh, Dublin's so big we're going to split? I I think it was just they wanted to promote hurling in North County Dublin because uh, they've done similar thing I think as well Down had a South Down team for a while something like that as well like just for a couple of years or something just to try and get people to play that instead of football yeah and I, I suppose it looks like it's something that they've abandoned recently obviously with um with Dublin of late like it seems to be you know it's one cohesive team I suppose you're traveling in from you know all parts of Dublin to play like I suppose the Fingal thing it just seems odd because Dublin themselves are a good team you know they're a top tier team um it seems odd that they'd want to split it up to try and encourage the sport because if anything you'd almost expect them to split up in football to try and weaken them rather than in hurling to try and strengthen it yeah like it 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 seems extremely counterintuitive and maybe that's probably the conclusion that they've come to uh, come to in recent years yeah i i can't say i ever knew i ever knew that they were uh, a separate team to themselves but like nothing surprises me (laughs) do do a google image search they had very fetching uh Oh, purple, purple jerseys in this year they look like you know glorious ribenas <laughs> with pearls what's warwickshire's jersey actually look like who sponsors warwickshire i wonder i'm going to search that now uh looks like they're all white kind of like kildare um uh, based on the first photo that comes up and who sponsors them p hughes construction there we are there we are now if you're in the uh warwickshire area and you need some construction by a person who is going to support their local county if you're uh, if you're in the Warwickshire area and you want to plug, please send us an email. We'll plug Warwickshire till the cows go home. Come home. If you're in Warwickshire and have heard of hurling, please contact us. We're curious as to how that happened. Yeah, what is it like playing for Warwickshire? We are very curious to know. Are you gravely insulted by what we're saying about Warwickshire at this stage? Um, you know, <laughs> there's Lancashire as well. Like, I mean, you know, Lancashire in there. Yeah, although Lancashire don't play in the league, so they only have like a oh. game a year. Um, so they're like, like in the Junior B Cup, like kind of. Uh, they're in the yeah, I think they're in the Laurie Matter Cup, which is the fourth year. You know, Eveline McCarthy, then Christy Ring, Nikki Rickard, and Laurie Matter. Okay. Interesting. So then, looking at the neutral, I suppose those are matches that are played on neither the home or away sides, um, home ground. Yeah. Um, London and Warwickshire are sitting up there, right at the top. Um, Along with, yeah. I get again. I think this is that you know. They, I think it's it's probably coming down to uncomfortable public transport on the way to the match, uh, as much as anything. Yeah. No reliable ground. Yeah, they did do surprisingly well out of that. It is. I think it's interesting going through this data, and it's, it's something that is another nice thing with the Elo Raider when you don't need that much input is that you're able to see all this stuff with the lower division teams that people don't even realize exist you know it, it's kind of interesting to take a 
in-depth look at teams like London and Kildare and, you know, see how they're getting on. Yeah, I, I suppose it's it, it's kind of one of those cases. You may, you may just hear about it on um, RT News with the sport, you know, when there's an upset victory that London beat or Lancashire beat someone, but, like, it's for most of the, for the most part... Well, Lancashire have never won. Just oh, right, fight. okay, well. Lancashire, Lancashire still have to win well, something. I want to be there when they do, you know. I want to be there when they win. Oh, I do too. I believe in Lancashire. Yeah. I mean, eventually it has to happen. Or they might just stop playing entirely. One one or the other. So, uh, I suppose to sum up, in terms of home advantage, where I suppose the conclusion you've come to is that, you know, it is a tangible thing in terms of it does have an effect. Yeah, very much so. I put it into statistical calculator because I didn't want to have to do the stuff myself and it got well under the p-value required you know, it was, it's very definite uh, correlation there very strong correlation that teams win more often at home than would be expected so I suppose in terms of we'll say the upcoming league we'll say just take Clare because I'm extremely biased that way Clare have three home matches this year, uh, three matches at home at least you know that's a fairly significant yeah. advantage for um Clare team. It is. And I mean they had they had three home matches last year too and they went on to win the thing. So yeah, definitely for teams that like their home ground, it's uh it's important. And actually it's funny, the first thought started me looking into the whole home advantage thing initially was uh I think I was chatting about hurling to my dad and he had this whole theory that Clare do better when they're in the later stages of the competition because they like the bigger pitches for their style of play and uh yeah, you go through the numbers. Nope. Totally wrong. Total opposite. They they like the the cramped little Cusack Park with its horrible midi file national anthem and the guy in the scoreboard, you know, putting up the scores manually. You know, who who knows who knows the meaning of hard work? None of that fancy electronics. I I would like to change the midi file uh, national anthem. But if if anyone listening ever goes to Cusick Park, keep an ear out because uh, I I did find myself laughing the first time I heard it because the sound quality was so bad. And then I took my girlfriend to a match and she did the exact same thing. And it just makes you feel very unpatriotic every time you're in there too. I'm pretty sure it's treasonous to laugh at the national anthem like that. but I'm not sure. Uh, but the quality is so bad it nearly borders on offensiveness. I'm, I'm, yeah. You know, I know it's the national anthem, but it really does sound like, uh, I, I don't know, the poker version. Yeah, like baby's first national anthem. You know, they've you've given them a keyboard for Christmas and this is what they've come back with. Anyway, let's get into what we're intending the meat of this episode to be, which is League Preview. It is now a week away and the latest website article is on the rating system's predictions for what will happen. And so yeah, let's see what we think about those. And we should we should probably say as well, you know, it's www.takeyourdatapoints.com. So that's www.takeyourdatapoints.com. So the computer system, the rating system, it's predictions for the winners of the league in order of most likely to least likely. We have Kilkenny, Tipperary, Galway, Waterford, Clare, Cork, Dublin, Kerry, Wexford, Offaly, Limerick, Leash. And like I'm going to have to say, like right away looking at this... Um, my skepticism is at an all-time high um, in terms of Claire are not in the number one spot. Um, and that's a, that's a serious flaw. I mean, if so, like, if you can look at last year where they won, and I mean, they won in style. Um, they won in style, rubbed it in Watford's face. Uh, Tony Kelly scored like a last-minute point. 
we were there. We the Waterford fans who were shouting abuse behind us the entire match. They had already walked to the sidelines because they wanted to run off the pitch, and uh, we walked past them as they retreated slowly and sadly to their chairs, which was one of my favorite ever moments at a live match. It was beautiful. Like if you could like eat like disappointment. Oh, it would have been... This This is not a, a jab, by the way, at general Waterford fans. Most of them were great. We had a nice chat at halftime with none of them. It's just those specific ones. Uh, you know who you are, I'm sure, deep down. And, you know, don't be don't be having that kind of carry-on. Don't like it. Getting notions, getting to the, ready to go on the pitch before the game's over. It's not over till Tony Kelly scores the last-minute point. All that aside, and, of, you know, of course, being from Clare, I, I feel obliged to say, of course, Clare to win everything forever. But I, that aside, I will say I think the, the computer system's right. Uh, I would not put them as favourites. Um, but funnily enough, it's not like the, the system, it's only going on wins and losses, whereas I'm kind of going on what's happened maybe in the offseason. I just think they'll have new management, they'll be experimenting a lot, and... I don't think they'll be as hungry to win the league this year as they were last year. I think they'll be trying to gear up more for the championship. And I suppose we, to contextualize it as well, like, I mean, as of, you know, the recording date, which is the 4th of February, Ballier have just won the semi-final, the club semi-final, which takes Tony Kelly and a number of other, like, key players not necessarily going to be playing next week yeah or for or for quite a part of the league itself which i mean that's going to have an impact you don't lose a player like tony kelly and don't suffer as a result and even even without that though i just think new management they'll want to be trying out new things and different players yeah and and i I think to be fair like to be fair i think it's it's right to be trying out new things i think they had three or four you know they had three or four years of davy where i think you know, the team just seemed to be very much set. Um, maybe a small bit of experimentation here and there, but, you know, when it came to those, uh, you know, key matches, it was never really changed up. Um, I think it's no harm, you know, because some of the more hungrier players the chance to play and, you know, really show what they're made of. Yeah. I will say because of the new management's uh, experience at the under-21 team and everything, I am a bit wary that they might just stick to the players that they know and that they've coached up through the ranks over the years but um hopefully that won't be the case hopefully they will try some of the newer players or some of the players that they haven't worked with before so top of the top of the board top of the board kilkenny um always always there lurking yeah lurking in the bushes ready (laughs) waiting waiting so like i suppose really no surprises that given your system that kilkenny have ended up at the top um, yeah, I, I suppose that like what's I suppose what's surprising is you know it's twenty eight percent is their chance of I suppose winning this thing, and looking at like you've categorized it in terms of you know their relegation chances or chances to remain remain within the division, so division A you know their chance of making a quarter final or a semi final or to be like we'll say come second in the league as a runner up. You, you know they look pretty much safe like regardless of how they actually place they're not going to be dropping down from division a and really would want to be a spectacular fall from grace yeah i mean you've we've heard, all heard like people say after they lost the final you know maybe they'll trying out some new things maybe they're going to kind of rework the team from the ground up and everything but i mean it's still kilkenny they have so much 
depth. <laughs> they have so many players, you know, willing to kill their entire family just to get on the team. Like, they'll be, they'll be fine. <laughs> they'll, they'll be grand. And they still have Cody, you know. We should say that hasn't been proven that they've actually killed members of their own family. You know, before Kilkenny's solicitors get back, get on. Yeah, this we're boat. we're not saying it didn't happen, but we're not saying that it happened. We're not saying it didn't not happen. Yeah, totally happened. <laughs> I mean, you know, the sport's well over a hundred years old now. Like, it's a lot of players coming through the ranks. They've been a fairly consistent team. Yeah, it's 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 not on. It's not totally unlikely. Just leave it at that. Yeah, my, my own sense of this is I don't think they're going to win. You know, I'll call it now. I don't think they're going to win this year. I don't think they're going to win the league this year. Um, and I, I think there's just too, they're too, in too much of a transitionary period really to end up winning this thing. But uh, I'd never discount I'd never discount them. I think they're going to be well within, you know, they're going to stay it. They're, they're going to at least make, I would say, a quarterfinal. I think they wouldn't be my favorites to win. But I think they're the default option if another team falters. Like, if the other team doesn't show up, Kilkenny will go through them and win. That's that's basically how it works, I think, usually. So, second up, Tipperary. So, All-Ireland champions, Tipperary. I think if they care enough, they, they have a really good chance of winning it. They're an insanely skillful team. Um, they were only beaten very marginally in the dying minute last year in the league. They were knocked mm. out by Clare. Um, and like in what was like great again as a Clare supporter, but it was kind of a fluky win by Clare. They just pipped them at the end. You know, I I think Tip would be if they wanted enough because wanting it is always a bit of a question with the league. But if they wanted enough, they I'd say they have a great chance. And I get the feeling that the Tipperary team anyway, and I think as evidence from last year, are kind of more of a slow burn team in terms of it is like a gradual momentum. It's not an unstoppable juggernaut, we'll say. Like it, they they you know, peaked at the perfect time last year. Yeah. Yeah, and credit to them, like they did a fantastic job in that fi- in that final and like they were well deserved to win. But like I, I would you know, I I I see them doing quite well in the league. I you know and I do really think it comes down to you know whether it's really in their objectives to come away with the league. I'd say it's certainly a monster in the championship. A monster final is definitely within their sights, and obviously another All Ireland championship. But as for a league, league is how much they want it. Yeah, I, think. Um, I I wouldn't see them uh, being in the relegation match though. I'd see them making the knockout stages easily. I'd probably the semi finals of the league, um, unless they're against. I'd say Galway and maybe a really enthused Limerick would have a shot at them in quarterfinals, but I'd say they'll make the semifinals at least. So third, which uh, I suppose in the context of it would be surprising and not so surprising, I suppose, Galway. It, I mean, it's always the case with Galway. It depends which Galway you're getting. They Last year, I, I, I remember so distinctly the week before their relegation match against Cork, I think the management just kind of said, sure, not the end of the world if we go down 1B. Uh, if they still have that attitude this year, they're not going to exactly be winning the thing outright, but I think one thing you can say fairly safely, which uh, the rating system picked up on, is that they, they're going to make the knockout stages of the league. No bother. You know, they in their division, they're up against Limerick, Wexford, Offaly, Kerry, Leash. Of those, you know, like, Limerick's the only other team that's kind of been consistently up there you know they're they're the perennial runners up in 1b over the last number of years 
Wexford might show something, but then you still got two more spots, and, you know, I don't see Galway looking it out for those, so they'll have an easy route to the to the knockout stages, and the last two years, it was the teams that had that, you know, you had Clare last year, Watford the year before, team coming up from 1B, generally end up, like, if they're number one in 1B, they have a nice enough route to the finals, so I think that's why they've been placed so high, so highly. Yeah, I think definitely being in 1B, like, you have to have something to prove, you need to get more matches in your belt against, we'll, we'll say, more more seasoned teams in, in, like, that Division A group, like, to really make it worth your while going into a championship. Uh, I feel that Galway certainly will definitely make it their mission to be promoted out of um, Division B. I don't think, currently as it stands, I don't think they deserve to be in Division B. And I would say something similar for Limerick, but I mean, there's only one team that can be promoted. And yeah. that's... I will I will say if it was up to me, I'd have the Hurling League in a more similar format to the football one and have, you know, eight teams. Because I think there are eight top teams. But on the other hand, it's kind of nice, I guess, for the ones that are kind of the good but not greats to have experience against the real, you know, at least two of the top-level teams most years. Yeah. there is that side of it. And let's not forget, really, like, from where I stand, like, Cork were very lucky not to have been relegated last year. Yeah. They 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 really kind of dug in in the uh, relegation match. They didn't want... You know, they're still, even though they had a bad year last year, they were not a good team last year, they still have that pride and that memory that, like, it's Cork, it's one of the big three historically, like, they have endless numbers of legends, and they don't want to be a team that gets relegated to 1B, they just really don't. Versus the Galway, it's not the end of the world if we get relegated to attitude. Yeah, and I suppose, like, you know, to be fair, like, if we can just flash back to the championship, uh, to the championship, Cork and Wexford I mean uh, like I think it surprised everyone that like Wexford came away with a win in that match like when really like and it was proven going forward like Wexford you know Wexford were nowhere near up to scratch to you know in comparison to some of the other teams around Wexford are good but they aren't at the level yet where they're really truly competing and yeah and I think even the the players knew it because I remember uh, you know I was there that day it was a double header um and the Wexford crowd, like, they were acting as if they had just reached the final through that. They, they were so excited to beat what was kind of a, a not great Cork team not playing well on the day. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you should take your, like, not, not to discredit Wexford, I mean, take your wins when you can get them. Take your wins when you can get them. And and Wexford, I mean, over the last few years, they've kind of been good for maybe one or two upsets a year. You know, they, 2014, they were the ones who uh, knocked out Claire, for example, who champions the year before so yeah they're usually good for one or two upsets they're good enough to beat any other team but they're not good enough to do it consistently yet yeah sorry for bringing up that loss (laughs) (laughs) the one that we drove four hours to get to only to be crushed four four (laughs) hours four hours in the car to wexford to go for a replay against wexford in 2014 to have I don't know how many red cards there was in that match to come back to lose to have every single Wexford fan celebrating like I, I, I don't know that they had actually won the All-Ireland to drive back in silence for four hours was just yeah like it was a dark day dark days it was it was a long I was exhausted it was a uh, crash, crash down to earth, crash down to earth. Considering you know the highs of 2013, and then to go right, right back into the doldrums like in 2014 was, um, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, moving down the list again, we now hit Waterford, and I'm going to say these would be my 
emotional pick to win it this year. So these would be your like spirit animal. You're like, you, you know, you feel for Waterford. You feel like, you know, if it couldn't be Claire that Waterford be the team to pick in, in your I, heart I think hearts. I think they're just they've shown over the last few years that they are a team that first that care about the league. And I think after losing so narrowly last year uh, in the final, they'll kind of want to come back and show that they still have it. And I think as well, just their playing style, like, you know, the league, it's it's early in the year. Teams usually aren't fully conditioned yet. They're usually not fully into the game. Whereas Waterford, just their style of play, they're okay with it. They can do very well in a scrappy match. They can do well in a match which where it's really just kind of digging down and just, you know, where... <laughs> Both teams are in single digits and points for most of the game. They're just happy to have those kind of wars. And I think you get a lot of those in the league. And, and do you think their system, you know, I think the most touted system was, you know, something that was followed, we'll say, throughout um, throughout the league, throughout the championship, I suppose, up to a certain point. Like, do you think that's something that's going to make a return for this year? I think it's something that Claire will definitely be abandoning this year. Yeah, well, and like, I, I think they'll, I think Waterford will stick to the overall strategy, but I think they might be willing to deviate a little bit more and maybe try and catch themselves a little bit more where it, it's starting to look like it's not working. Um, I think it works 90% of the time, but then now and then you'll just get exceptional teams, like in the Master Final against Tip, who are just really good, and you just need to learn when to jump out of that system and i'm sure they know that you know. And, and and that's where you saw a system really fall apart i mean they were a hammered I, th- I think they'll have more backup plans this year i don't see them being overly rigid and i don't see them as fall see them falling apart when they do try and switch out of the system because they have no backup plan yeah i i think they're i think they're a beautiful team to watch um you know playing loose and I think that's something that they definitely should pursue this year. And I think if they do, like, I mean, I really would have no trouble seeing them, like, coming away with, at least with a league, with a league title. But um, I suppose I do raise my concerns. Y- you know, I do have my concerns in terms of, you know, if that system rears its head, like if they stick to that rigidity, you know, that's going to cause them problems. And I also think, I think it really, really showed itself in terms of just a capacity to finish a match to get settled in the dying minutes of a match, I think has cost them more, you know, as against teams like, we'll say, you saw it against Clare for that league final. You saw it against Kilkenny. You know, to settle. And I mean, like, they're they're a fantastic team with fantastic talent. But, uh, you know, to watch it come undone in the last five minutes of a game is just... I will say, you know, there's some people who absolutely hate the way they play and look for any excuse to complain about it. I think it gets more criticism than it deserves. I think it works most of the time. I think it's very effective. And I mean, at the end of the day, what you care about are wins and losses. You know, it's no point in playing what looks like beautiful hurling if you end up getting trashed by 10 points. But And really, you could argue it's not beautiful if it doesn't work. Um, so I, like, I, I think this is, it's, it's fine most of the time. It's just that they need to be ready for something else on the days where it's not going to work. And they need to be ready to adapt when teams are preparing to play against them. You know, they're good enough now that other teams are coming out with game plans to react to Waterford rather than Waterford being the ones expected to react to other teams. So I think they'll just need to be more adaptable overall. But I think they have the talent to do that. I think they could be very good this year. And I think they've maybe learned some hard lessons from the way they went out of both the league and the championship last year. And, and like, I mean, the talent on that team with Austin Gleeson, Mar Shannon, 
Like, I mean, you know, I definitely would rank them as my favorite anyway to come away with a league title this year. Um, I, th- I think taking all the factors into account, I think, you know, they definitely stand, um, in my eyes anyway, the highest chance of coming away with a league title, especially as it was um, quite uh, quite cheekily taken away from them last year. Um, and I suppose maybe, you know, there was some sore sore feelings over that, you know, coming into the start of the championship. But yeah, I think that's, yeah. I think it's their year. They certainly to... got their revenge on Claire in the Munster yeah. championship anyway. So moving on, Claire. Claire. So I already gave my opinion. What do you think now? Uh, I suppose, uh, aside from the obvious conclusion that they'll win everything forever, what do you think about Claire's hopes in the league this year? Uh, I think they'll stay. I think they'll stay within their division. I'm not. Uh, you know. I think the aim really is to keep within Division A. I think you know it's a good time to test out some new players. Good time to test out some new tactics. I, I mean, this will be the first year in in years where they won't be relying. Again, similar to Waterford, they won't be relying on a you know a systematic. Um, play by play. I mean, they have the talent there. I mean, they are going to miss some talent from Ballier. Um, which, you know, fair play to Ballier, you know, they're into a club final, so, you know, that's something to look forward to. But, like, I think, you know, I think it'll be interesting. I think as a Clare fan, it's going to be interesting watching it. I think so. I think it's going to be a lot harder for them to reach the knockout stages this year. But at the same time, I I wouldn't see them going down to 1B again, um, unless the experimentation goes wrong. Um, I think they're still, you know, I, th- I think they're good enough to stay in 1A. I think they are one of the top teams still, but I wouldn't see them winning outright. Yeah, I, I'd certainly agree, as hard as it is to say. <laughs> mm. So, Cork next. Cork were not good last year. No. Um, but I think they've bottomed out. I think that they will not be, I'm not saying that they'll be competing this. I don't see them competing this year for a championship or for the league, but I think they will play respectably. I think they will play solidly. I don't think that it'll be the same kind of disaster it was last year where they were lucky to stay up. Yeah, and, and really what we witnessed last year was, um, I suppose, what I'd call like a spectacular fall from grace in terms of just seeing to... They couldn't figure out their own identity. I think they they try they it seemed like every match they were trying out some kind of new strategy or tactic and every time it seemed like they were underprepared kind of not just not clicking people not on the same page. I think a lot of systems a lot of systems even not great ones can work very well if all the team are behind it and all the team are well practiced on it because it's better than most of the time than being just kind of totally fluid and all over the place but Cork just couldn't seem to get themselves organized. Yeah, I mean just even in terms of general awareness, just in terms in terms of the work rate, just you know, accuracy I, I mean, like, they were extremely lucky to stay within Division A. I was surprised that they were going to stay within Division A. Coming to the championship, uh, like, y- you know, to lose to Wexford. Yeah, I mean, we'll excuse, we'll definitely excuse the loss to Tip because they were outstanding last year. Yeah, like, Tip were on form and that, like, completely, you know, I, I suppose having won the Munster final, I was kind of wondering about Tip. You know, I suppose it's a long time off in between, but I mean, they really, you know, Cork were just not at the races. They didn't take off last year. No. They were out. They were sent crashing out. And I, I suppose, in the Cork, from the Cork team's perspective, this is, you know, this is the ideal time to prove, I suppose, to, you know, prove that they're on the rise, like that they're on the ascendant, that they're going to make. And up. they've had a good, they've uh, had a good preseason now um, as well. And I mean, it's, I don't know how much you can really read into the preseason, but they have had a good preseason and. You know, it was a Cork club in the 
Munster final against Ballier. Yeah, um, and I mean they beat so. they beat Clare by four points most recent uh, in their most recent match. So like I mean there yeah. does seem to be returned return to form uh, return to form there. But it's definitely hard to read into preseason matches and you know club matches. But I think they'll be turning a corner this year. I think they'll be ramping back up again. I I think my thoughts on them are they're going to stay in the division because I really think you know our, the next thing we're going to talk about are going to crash out in division b uh in my eyes at least but i think to stay in the division in the eyes of the computer as well and in the eyes of the computer we agree on something yeah. we agree on something but i think yeah cork most likely not going to you know they're not going to cause too much drama i think in this league i think it'll be more interesting in the championship just to see how they face up i think they're a bit of an unknown i think they've been working hard you know coming into this and like you know, we'll see if that pays off, or are they just going to tire out? You know, is all this work that they're doing, we'll say in the preseason, going to tire them out? I suppose really just time's going to tell, but like, I mean, it's certainly no harm considering where they were um, over the last couple of years. And I suppose it's, you know, similar enough to Claire in that respect. You know, I think you could say that both teams have been underperforming and really not to, you know, the level at which they should be having won all Ireland's. Yeah. And you know, having gotten to an All Ireland final in twenty thirteen, you know the drop off. Drop off for both teams that final was pretty odd. Yeah, I think Claire Claire's happened earlier, but Cork's one has been harsher definitely over the last year. Yeah. So next is Dublin, and I feel like Dublin have just been flat. Um, they've had they haven't had a dramatic decline from a few years ago, but it's been steady. And I think in the same way I said Kilkenny kind of the default to win it if no one does anything much. I feel like Dublin are the default to go down to 1B if uh, they don't do anything much. I would say that I definitely agree with the with the ELO tracker here. I think like Dublin, I would say, are highly likely to get relegated, you know, move down to, you know, Division B. I think, I don't know, I don't sense any real purpose or drive from the team. I think it's kind of a case of they're there, they're they're playing, they're playing to quite a good level, they're, but not good enough to really justify yeah, them being They're good, but they're just not, there's nothing special about them. And they lost, both in the league and the championship last year, they lost some matches that were quite winnable. And they didn't lose dramatically, it wasn't, you know, a shocking loss. But in the in the games where you'd expect them maybe to be like 55% win, 45% odd, like, they just haven't really done it. You know, and like, you know, there's other factors, I suppose, that play into that. Like, I'm not, um, you've read Anthony Daly's, like, autobiography, I suppose, like, that's I have, something yeah. that's meant, like, it's tough, I suppose, in a county, you know, for a county like Dublin, where football is so prominent, y- you know, essentially to be, like, sec- playing second fiddle to the footballers in terms of getting access to the grounds. In in the, you know, top tier of hurling, you know, like, Cork are strong historically at football, Colway are strong historically at football, Tipperary are getting better. I mean, hurling still not nice, but Dublin's the only one in 1A where football is so far ahead of hurling. You know, I'd say Kerry is the only one in 1A or B where it's more dramatic than Dublin. Yeah, and I think yeah, like I think look, I think they're going to be I think they're going to be relegated. I don't think I really have no doubt in my mind about it. Well, maybe time will tell. That's actually um, my my theory as to why they did so well in the home advantage. It's not because they have a real uh, roaring, enthusiastic home crowd. My theory is that they're, they're probably used to playing on a pitch that's kind of in sh- condition because the footballers had it the day before. <laughs> and the visiting team, you know, they're from proper hurling counties. They get priority where they come from. And they're just they're like, oh, God, what are, what are we... 
playing on here you know yeah and you know like i suppose in their like even within their own pool like you know like in leinster i suppose your competition is galway and kilkenny you know you're you're essentially playing second federal to two quite competitive teams like teams that get you know consistently perform especially you know with the likes of kilkenny they consistently perform they consist they're consistently strong like yeah I think that really sums up my thoughts on Dublin. I'm finding it hard to say too much about them, just because I think they've just been so unremarkable. You never know, maybe they'll it'll turn out they're flying under the radar over the last couple of years and they have something really special planned, but I think it is more likely that they just, uh, you know, unless another team kind of collapses, I think they would be my default to go down. And the uh, radi- the simulation I ran gave them a 1-3 in three chance of going down as well, which is a lot higher than any other team. Yeah, and that would... That would seem right. So I suppose we could have a quick look in Division B. Yeah. Who's going to replace Dublin, Dublin uh, <laughs> if they go down? Uh, Galway. I think I think Limerick are going to be stuck in purgatory for another year yeah. to come. I think maybe, you know, if it happens as we see it happening where Dublin go down, Galway go up, I think next year they will be better than Dublin and will finally return to 1A. But I see... Galway 1, Limerick 2 in B. I mean, Limerick, they're good, and I think they're improving, and I think they will make a a big leap at some point, and if it's that year, then, you know, all that, you know, if it's this year, all all bets are off, but uh, I, I don't know when that leap will be in performance. Yeah, and I suppose they're sharing, you know, they're sharing in a group with, I suppose, what could only be considered maybe a resurgent Wexford in terms of, you know, under new management again with Davey Fitzgerald. They lost to Kilkenny by a point. The hype is there for Wexford. The hype is there for Wexford. Everyone on the everyone on the Wexford train, you know? <laughs> everyone get on board the Wexford um, bandwagon because yeah, like it should be interesting. Like it's kinda it's kinda one of those experiments I'm I, I'm quite curious. I think Dave Fitzgerald is actually quite a good fit for team like Wexford I think it's something I noticed like especially with their matches against their match against Cork like you know there's there's some very good talent there I think you know it's experience it's you know even some of the more physical and fitness side of things I think are something that could definitely you'll have Lee Chin coming back from ice hockey training exactly toughest trade I'm excited for that that's going to be ridiculous but I'm excited (laughs) Um, that's a that's a that's um, a plug for the toughest trade on RTE Cahill's favorite show. <laughs> it's it's fun. It's totally ridiculous, but I enjoy it. Something actually to note because all the hype has been on Wexford with Davy because he does have a track record of coming in and just like lifting a team and then burning them out in maybe three or four, two, three, four years later. Mm. But you know when he comes in, he always makes a big impression. But it's worth noting, aside from Galway, which is kind of funny considering their management troubles the last few years, every other one B team. Uh, has a new manager this year, which which is pretty interesting. I, I I suppose, and we should also point this out that um, Kerry are sitting above Worksford, Offaly, and Limerick. And Leash. my rating system loves Kerry. <laughs> they're they're. I don't know what it is. I I should go through the through the maths and you know just just double check because it really it's like it went on a lovely holiday to Dingle or something. Um, and just, like, nothing but praise for Kerry. I think part of it might just be that it's still kind of the aftershocks of them kind of rising up quite quickly from Division 2 and then not falling apart when they reached 1B. Like, they held their own last year. They got a few wins against solid competition. You know, didn't finish up in a relegation match. You know, they, they kind of performed well. And I think just they were so maybe underrated beforehand that now the system kind of overrates them a bit. And, and, and again... 
uh, I suppose we probably should stress this at this point that this is by um, the system is by no means foolproof. Um, to be placing, do not bet on the system. Yeah, well, well, well you can. I mean, it, you can. I have, I have, I have. Uh, you know, when I when I first when I made the first prototype of it, I was kind of excited by it, so I decided to have a little flutter on that, and I did win that. Uh, but you know, I, I I also made a spreadsheet showing what would happen if I bet on every suggestion it makes, and that lost money fast. You really have you, you can't be stupid about it. It again, it kept suggesting like bet on carry um, far far too often. So to sum up, don't place don't place bets based on suggestions in the tracker unless you know you're taking a significant risk there. Probably probably don't bet generally. You don't win over long enough time. You just don't. The house always wins. The house always wins. So yeah, in in one B, almost everyone with new management. Uh, except Galway, which I just think is funny because they've had so much issues with management over the last few years. But um, yeah, Kerry, new manager, Leash, new manager, who was Offley's old manager. Offley, new manager, Wexford, obviously, Limerick. I suppose, out of those, who do you think have made good decisions by changing manager? Because I think, you know, Wexford, they do have some skilled players, but they haven't gotten it quite together yet. Um, not to criticize the old management, I don't think, uh, you know, I think people are expecting too much of Davy, but I think they could do with a jolt of energy. Limerick, I think, are noticing that they do have a stronger team now and they want to get that organized. I can see why they changed. Kerry, I find odd, because uh, they have been steadily improving for the last two or three years and they've been changing manager. Uh, Leash and Offaly, I think, could probably just do with trying anything because they have kind of both fallen off a cliff over the last couple of years. You know, Leash was rising for years and then just last year totally plummeted and awfully kind of another team with a bit of a steady decline. Kind of thinking like that, you know, there's no team there that I kind of, you know, Wexford, look, I think it was a good decision to make. I think it could probably do no harm to change things up. And especially with AB at least, it kind of lends a bit more, uh, I don't know, it could bring their training up a bit, up a notch. At the very least, it'll bring the crowd in a bit more. At least for the first few games. Yeah, and and I think look, you know, the buzz about I love them. hearing him shout from you know, and we can say with from experience, no matter how far back we've sat in the stadium, can always hear Davy shouting. It's uh, it's not to be missed. I think it's it's one of the great GA experiences to be had. Yeah, Limerick again. I kind of I kind of agree with your sentiments across the board. Limerick, I kind of think like they don't deserve to be in one B. I think they'll be remaining there this year, but like I expect some dreamly good performances out of them during the championship, and like I, I really wouldn't put it past them now to do quite well this year. I will say I wouldn't. I probably would have given the old management maybe another year before giving up on because you know I think maybe people were expecting too much too soon after you know Limerick Club won the All Ireland and everything. You know I think people were maybe expecting a little bit too much from them, but I think as well you know. Probably no harm trying something new. Yeah, no, I think I definitely agree with that. That's um, with Limerick. It's kind of you know they're always there or thereabouts. I think like you know I can remember them playing Kilkenny. Oh, I want to say two, three years ago, and it was a very close thing between themselves and Kilkenny in the semi final. And really, like you know, the physicality that Limerick displayed in that match was was extremely impressive, and really, I think you know rattled Kilkenny. Like Kilkenny managed to steal away with that match and win. The All Ireland that year, yeah, like I think they're always there or thereabouts. Yeah, they're a strong team. They're they're maybe just below the stage of you know being good enough to really like compete and be aiming to reach finals. But I can see them breaking past that very soon. Yeah, all the managers are reasonably experienced as well. I don't think there's anyone where you're really kind of looking at the resume and thinking like what. But 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see anyway. I'd say there'll be a lot of new things tried out this year. So now, do you think that any team will not only come last in 1B, but then actually get relegated to 2A? Because the simulation definitely thinks Leash will be that team. Leash to the system are the anti-carry. My system hates Leash. The, the first version of this that I made, the final version, it has a million simulations of which Leash won the entire league. A thousand times. The first time that I ran this, I think at 10,000 runs, uh, it didn't give Leash a single league win. Like it thought, you know, in 10,000 different parallel universes where we rerun the league, not once would would Leash win. <laughs> That's how much my, my situation hates them. But on the other hand, they were definitely most disimproved last year for me. Yeah, and like last year and, you know, on a very cold day in Port Leash, I mean, in in their, what I can say is like, they have a lovely sports grounds, you know, they have an electronic scoreboard, you know, don't want to be... Quality National Anthem. Quality National Anthem, it's quite high quality. Near, um, quite near to the uh, motorway, so you're not ages getting out of the town, you know, you're able to get in and out of Leash nice and fast. Ample parking, Clare County Council, if you're listening, maybe something that you might want to consider, maybe something you might want to consider. But aside from their infrastructure, Leash did not have much going for them. No, and, and like, to be honest, my my two, like, between the two, like I would have said, Leash and Offaly are probably the, one of the most likely to get relegated, and I would probably say Leash are probably most likely to crash out. I honestly think, though, if things kind of repeat the way they went last year, like, Offaly, I think maybe they'll end up in the relegation match. I wouldn't see them losing it whereas leash i could see losing to someone like westmeath or carlo if they won and if they were they if they were doing strong and if they're still improving over last year i could definitely see leash going back down to 2a definitely all i can say is lancashire warwickshire you know they're <laughs> always there or thereabouts did they have management changes who knows if you play for lancashire or warwickshire please let us know do you know two people that are quite suited to the job we have a nice spreadsheet, you know, if you could pay for our flights and accommodation, you know, we'll be happily manage the team. <laughs> you know, if, if Leash do as badly as the simulation wants them to, if the simulation is right and, you know, Leash just get absolutely crushed, who do you think could be replacing them in 1B next year? Do you have any thoughts? Do you have any knowledge of the 2A teams? I have not a notion as to who is in 2A at this stage. It's kind of like my knowledge is basically looking up results in order to create the rating system. And honestly, most of them I wouldn't have known. Like I'd have in my head, you know, oh, Antrim, they kind of didn't they used to be in 1B for a long time. You know, Westney, they're kind of they've been doing well. They did. They did pretty solidly in the round robin section of the All-Ireland last year. Carlo, you know, you have a few you have a handful of teams maybe that just about get knowledge of but yeah i don't think either of us would have the best knowledge so i'm kind of just going by the rating system which would be westmead look pretty solid and antrim have been getting have really like kind of fallen off a cliff as well from being an okay team to just being a bad one but yeah i I know i think they could turn a corner maybe as well i think carlo as well but again like you know i've never sat down and watched a match either live or on television with these teams over the last year or two so i think what we're really saying is westmeads carlo antrim fans send us your emails let us know get high tell us what happens in these places uh so yeah the website again is takeyourdatapoints.com the twitter is at tydatapoints uh where you can see when new articles are up basically and also 
when I like things, which are usually if Claire teams win things, I'll give a nice little heart. Yeah, you know, every retweet helps, you know, get the word out if you want to hear two guys talking. Best two guys talking podcasts about hurling, about hurling analytics in Ireland. That's, I can probably claim that. Yeah, we will, we will only advance the analytics further until it ruins the sport even more and every team has a system <laughs> like Warfords that you all hate. And, you know, and, and we'll just steadily get more refined until we can find out ways of fudging the data to show that secretly Claire have been the best all along. It's not Kilkenny or Tip or Cork, like Claire secretly the best team yeah. ever, always. Even even when they're not good deep down, they they were just holding back. We will, we will mine through that data until we can prove that. 